everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this edition number 26 of the 1853 podcast of Mama's 2017-18 school year, Wackerly Career and Leadership Center Director Marnie Dugan will tell us what members of Mama's class of 2017 have been doing since they left the college. Mama's Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will bring us up to speed on spring sports at the college. And college editor and historian Jeff Rankin will preview the spring 2018 issue of the Monmouth College Magazine. That will be arriving soon in mailboxes all over the world. is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a reminder about a few events taking place here at Monmouth College. College offices will be closed on Friday, March 30, in observance of Good Friday. No classes will also be held on Monday, April 2nd, but college offices will be open for business on that day. Speaking of April, Mama's fourth annual Take Back the Night event will be held on Monday, April 16. That will be from 5 until 7 in the evening, first in the Mellinger Commons in the Center for Science and Business. Then at 6.30, there will be a campus walk to the public square in Mammoth for a balloon launch. And don't forget about that great exhibit of faculty art now on display through April 6 in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery in Hughes Library. It's a very good exhibit of about three dozen pieces of art by seven very talented Monmouth art faculty. A total of 99% of the members of Monmouth's 2017 graduates were either employed or in graduate or professional school after graduation. That's according to an annual survey known as First Destination Report conducted by the college's Wackerly Career and Leadership Center. As the center's director, Marnie Dugan explains, the First Destination Report is a pretty comprehensive overview of the college's graduates. The First Destination Report is how we measure um, where our students have landed basically once they've left Monmouth College. So it, it tells us what their first destination is, whether it be their employment or their graduate or professional school, where they landed once they left Monmouth College. And Marnie says that Monmouth graduates continue to do very well after they graduate from the college. The class of 2017 um, is doing very well. Uh, 99% um, is our career outcomes rate, which means that 99% have reported either being employed or in graduate or professional school um, or potentially pursuing service opportunities such as Fulbright or Peace Corps or AmeriCorps um, city year opportunities. Marnie says that what is especially impressive to her is that Monmouth is a place that helps students realize their academic and professional dreams. The idea that students are doing what they intend to do. Our students are telling us that um, they are, you know, when they leave Monmouth College, they're finding um, those things that are most meaningful to them, whether that be employment, 
whether that be, um, you know, seeking those opportunities for service, such as, you know, a Fulbright experience, um, whether that is, you know, their, their graduate or professional pursuits, um, they're, they're indicating to us they're doing what they intended to do. The first destination report also revealed that four out of five members of Mama's class of 2017 had at least one internship while they were students at the college. A, the numbers kind of um, speak for themselves. Our students are gaining those internship opportunities. And internships, you know, can take on a variety of different um, shapes and, and forms. Um, but they're essentially gaining that experience, that practical experience. They're able to take, um, you know, what they've learned into, in the classroom and be able to um, gain some of that professional experience and apply the things that they're they're learning um, and then they're able to come back to us and we're able to help them articulate what that experience means not just with internships but other experiences like study abroad um, you know maybe they're doing a you know short-term research um, you know at a different location over a winter break they're able to come back we're able to talk through with them okay what does that experience mean? How do we articulate what you gained from this experience? How do we tell your story so that um, you're able to to really um, be the, the most competitive that you can be based on your experiences? Marnie says their survey also revealed that it's become more popular for Monmouth graduates to take a gap year, a year in which they explore several options after college before choosing a single path. Actually, we, we've um, seen that number, um, you know, a few more students that have actually indicated and, and specifically said, I'm taking a gap year. And so, again, those students are indicating that they're not currently seeking employment or seeking, um, you know, graduate school. They're doing something that's meaningful towards their next step. So some of them may be, um, again, volunteering or um, um, doing service work, they may be um, attending, um, you know, programs that will help them better prepare for medical school. Um, maybe they're um, deciding between, you know, a, a career in, in law school or to pursue a PhD, you know, so they are, they are um, taking on those experiences which will help them um, be better prepared for that next step. Marty points out that almost as impressive as what Scots do after they graduate is how many respond to the first destination report. That's what's known as the college's knowledge rate information about where they're attending graduate school or or maybe um, you know credible information off of their LinkedIn page that tells us you know where they're at and so our knowledge rate was 81 percent which is significantly higher than the national knowledge rate which runs about 70 or I'm sorry 63 percent we work very hard to have a knowledge rate um, you know that high so obviously we um, make multiple attempts to to contact them um, either via survey where they're completing the survey or we make phone calls, emails, reach out to them via, um, you know, LinkedIn mess or um, LinkedIn email, those types of things, um, and really try to stay connected and, and get a, a good, um, you know, base for what they're doing. Of course, a big reason Monmouth graduates are prepared to embark on a successful career or enter graduate or professional school is because of the experiences they have with Monmouth's outstanding faculty during their four years at the college. As Marnie explains, they also receive a great deal of preparation and assistance from the good folks in the Wackerly Career and Leadership Center. You know, we have... 
just about anything the the student would um, come to our office and and seek assistance for from just um, career advising and talking with them through the career exploration process. We very much um, try to complement the advising that students receive on the academic side. So we work very hard to um, make sure that we are um, working in a way that is supporting the work that they're doing in the classroom and um, you know the, the advice and guidance they're getting on the academic side, but help them kind of navigate what that looks like and, and find experiences that are going to make them most competitive in those particular areas. So anything from um, mock interview preparation to obviously um, resume preparation to even I think some of the the most important we work we do is just helping our students make connections and, and get connected. Um, we u- utilize our alumni network a lot. And so students coming in individually um, might be seeking out opportunities to connect with alumni in a particular field of study or a particular geographic area. Um, and we work to make those connections and help um, kind of be the liaison for those students to get them connected to the alumni for those opportunities. That's Marnie Dugan. She's director of Mama's Wackerly Career and Leadership Center, talking about another very impressive first destination report of the college's graduates. To read more about Mama's first destination report of the class of 2017, check out the story in the new section of the Mammoth College website, and that address is mammothcollege.edu/news. April may be the cruelest month, but in Monmouth sports, it's also one of the busiest months of the year. In addition to baseball and softball shifting into conference play, we also have men's tennis, women's water polo, men's golf, and men's and women's lacrosse taking place. And of course, outdoor track and field is also kicking it into high gear. Joining us to help sort through the bevy of activity in Mammoth College Athletics is Dan Nolan, the Fighting Scots Sports Information Director and the person behind MammothScots.com, your official place on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And Dan says that one of the big stories in Fighting Scots Athletics right now is women's water polo. Uh, women's water polo, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> they have their, have had their best finish uh, in conference uh, ever, uh, finished second. Now they're ranked second in the uh, varsity Division Three uh, championships coming up in, in mid-April, so we're really excited about that and we're graduating four seniors. But uh, really what a, what a great uh, group that's been. Uh, they've set records every year and, and have reached uh, new heights this year. Midwest Conference play gets underway in the next few days for Monmouth baseball and softball, and both teams start off with rival Knox College. Dan says the Fighting Scots baseball team is playing some pretty good ball right now. Baseball's entering uh, this this week really on a roll. Uh, they've won three straight, and and really the maybe the signature win was earlier this week. Uh, came back from an eight nothing deficit in, in four innings, and uh, and won ten to eight over McMurray. Got a great pitching effort out of the bullpen, and uh, hit a couple of home runs. They hadn't hit a single home run in, in Florida, and came back, and now they've hit six in in the last five games. So the guys are are really believing uh, they're not quitting and, and they always feel they've got a strike left. Dan says that the Monmouth College softball team has received some good pitching. Now it's in search of timely hitting. Uh, softball, you know, they had a 
Kind of a rough go last week with uh, Illinois Wesleyan, uh, ranked number 14 in the nation. I really hung with them in the first game, and then the second game I had uh, one bad inning, a couple of errors, and, and things kind of fell apart. But uh, they're getting back in, into the swing of things, and, and they're all set to go. Um, our our top two pitchers uh, fording with ERAs uh, around two, a little bit lower than that. So pitching's been good, uh, and we just need to get that timely hit now. Men's and women's lacrosse are in their second year of existence at Monmouth, and Dan says both teams have added a lot to the Fighting Scots landscape. And women's lacrosse uh, lost one uh, this past week, uh, really hung with Elmhurst for most of the first half, and then things kind of slipped away. But uh, they'll be uh, hosting uh, Wartburg on Saturday. That's a a 1 o'clock start at at Zorn Stadium. And uh, the women are are very speedy, very athletic. Uh, They're just, you know, a play here or play there uh, from being uh, right there at the end and, and open up the season with a win. Uh, but they've been very competitive. And, and the men, uh, wow, what can you say? They're, you know, they've rolled off five wins already, and uh, they've had some tremendous uh, uh, games. Uh, last week they lost a heartbreaker in the final second uh, by a goal and then came back with a 10-goal win the very next day. They've been really resilient, and, and uh, Coach Kleiber is getting – a lot of guys uh, that, that are scoring and giving good effort. So you never know who's going to score for you. And it, it really is a great addition. And, and I'll go back a, a few weeks to uh, the women's game uh, here at, at Zorn Stadium. And we had a great cheering section. The guys were really getting into it uh, and, and uh, helping the women out. And it was a lot, a lot of fun, a great atmosphere. Uh, but if you go to one, uh, to the men's game, uh, don't expect to see the same thing with the women's game. It's two totally separate sports. It would be like uh, basketball versus baseball, for instance. It's just, it's a lot different. But it's very interesting. And the women's game has really picked up the, the speed of play with some rules changes. So it's made for more exciting, a uh, quicker game. And the men, uh, you're going to see some big hits. Uh, there are going to be some guys that are getting getting plowed into the turf. But uh, really exciting uh, games both ways. It's just a different style of play. Of course, when you talk about spring sports at Monmouth, track and field looms large. Dan says that veteran coach Roger Haynes has the Fighting Scots ready to make another run at a conference title. Uh, you know, Coach Haynes is, just works his magic year in and year out, and, and that's what's so special about it, that he works so hard to get better at his craft. And, uh, you know, I, I think really with that conference indoor meet, uh, he made some adjustments and plugged guys and, and women into uh, different spots that maybe they weren't expecting, but we got enough points to win. And it was a very close men's uh, competition this year. So, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, for more of the same, although outdoors, it, it, it's a different sport. You know, you've got the javelin. You've got some different uh, field events. Uh, some of the running events are different. So, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. And men's golf and men's tennis round out a very crowded spring sports season at the college. Uh, men's golf will be at the uh, Knox. Prairie Fire Classic this weekend and looking for good things there. Uh, uh, Sam Gill, uh, Sam Gillen out of uh, uh, Monmouth uh, had a, a great spring in, uh, in Arizona. He might be the number four guy, so uh, we'll see there. And, and uh, men's tennis, uh, they're getting uh, into their conference season. Uh, started that uh, last night, so we're looking for good things there. So it's, it's going to be a really uh, great last month and a half of the season. And if you're in Monmouth, Dan says to keep an eye open for signs of the Fighting Scots action. There's a lot to do and a lot of stuff on the weekends uh, coming up in April. So just look for the yard signs or just drive by a venue and you're going to see something going on. That's Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. Thanks to Dan and his office, you can follow all Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. 
And once again, don't forget to point your browser to MonmouthScots.com. That's your home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. This is also a good place in the podcast to remind you of the myriad ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And when you want to chill with some hip tunes, be sure to dial up Monmouth College on Spotify. Keep an eye on your mailbox. That's because the spring issue of the Monmouth College magazine will soon be arriving. This issue's cover story is Art and the Liberal Arts at Monmouth. College editor and historian Jeff Rankin has put together another great issue. As Jeff notes, the last issue of the magazine was about how Monmouth makes music. So this issue is how Monmouth has created art over the years. And we talk a little bit about how art has really found a place at Monmouth College um, as opposed to some colleges where it's art is just in a specific department, kind of isolated from the rest of the campus. At Monmouth, we feel that art needs to resonate throughout the liberal arts experience. We have multiple galleries, thanks to First Lady Loby Stone. She's had a vision to create uh, places on campus where art can be displayed, our student and art by alumni. Um, we also have a lot of student exhibits in the Hughes Library. Um, and many of our, our, our art students are not art majors. They are everything from math to uh, uh, political science to uh, theater. They're all, they just represent a whole wide range of uh, talent and they all sort of bring that talent as Jeff points out, art at Monmouth has been shaped and has continued to be shaped by some very strong faculty. They each bring a different sort of uh, background, uh, a specialty to the art uh, department at Monmouth, and they sort of follow on this tradition that really goes back to probably the 1930s when, when the uh, Fine Arts Department was first established at Monmouth College. And we haven't had a lot of faculty turnover over that period of time. We've had uh, just a few really dedicated, long-serving faculty who have continued to inspire uh, alumni throughout the generations. Of course, when you talk about art at Monmouth, the name Harlow Bloom immediately comes to mind. One of the uh, people that is most prominent is uh, Professor Emeritus Harlow Bloom, and Barry McNamara has done a, a wonderful um, profile of Harlow, uh, who is now entering his eighth decade as, a, as an artist, and he's had numerous retrospectives of his work, including one that will be uh, debuting here in Monmouth at the Buchanan Center uh, this fall. So people, I think, uh, who might be visiting in the fall would have a chance to, to view that. The magazine's spring issue also profiles several Monmouth alumni who are active in art. Gary Karsten's class of 77 is a uh, ceramic artist up in Dubuque, and he's uh, started a, a, a really nice uh, artist workshop where he actually works with the public to, uh, to have them do hands-on uh, learning in, in ceramics. And uh, Gary's actually going to be here shortly on campus to, to work with some of our students. 
Um, we also, one of our more recent graduates is Jessica Bingham Ott, who lives in Peoria, Illinois. And she also teaches here uh, in our art department uh, part-time. Uh, she's a very talented painter. She's had a lot of uh, exhibits since she uh, uh, left Monmouth. Uh, she went to Bradley and got her uh, MFA uh, in painting. This issue of the magazine includes a feature on 1961 Monmouth alumnus and trustee Fred Wackerly. He came to art later in his career. It also includes a feature on 2003 alumnus Dusty Scott. His latest work now appears in the Huff Athletic Center. And uh, Fred, uh, since he retired as being a, a very well-known uh, executive recruiter, uh, has has really uh, devoted his life to art. Um, he's he's a started he has a, a very uh, good studio in, in Arizona um, is very serious about his art does some wonderful uh, landscape paintings one of our latest alumni artists to reconnect with the college is a 2003 graduate from Galesburg Illinois named Dusty Scott and Dusty uh, is is a contractor works uh, at, at a number of jobs and does art uh, on the side somewhat but he works hours and hours a week on art. He's so uh, dedicated to it. And he recently installed some of his uh, original paintings for Monmouth College in the uh, center in the uh, Huff Athletic Center. And uh, they're they're just beautiful, large scale um, art, uh, specifically of a bagpiper and drummer, and also a beautiful panoramic landscape of the college campus. That's Monmouth editor and historian Jeff Rankin previewing the spring issue of the Monmouth College magazine. It's full of great stories and photos. Be sure to look for it coming soon to a mailbox near you. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll find out about the class of 2018 senior class gift to Monmouth. We'll also meet Tia Van Hester. She's Mama's new Director of Global Engagement. And we'll check in, as we do every week, with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this 26th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.